You are listening to CBS Wire. My name is Kasper Christensen, and I'm your host for this podcast episode. Back in 1990, when I was born and during my childhood, you would hear sounds like these several times a day. But then, suddenly at the end of the 90s, these familiar ringtones were replaced by sounds like this. As you might recognize, this is the sound of a Nokia 8210 a pretty widespread mobile phone model at that time. And from the invention of mobile phones like this, things began to change rapidly. But with a mobile phone, people were now able to move around freely and call anyone they wanted, whenever they wanted, and especially wherever they wanted. Today, most of us own smartphones. And although this smart and digital invention has the same features as the traditional mobile phone, it also enables us to get in touch with other people through the internet and on social media. And while the phone conversation was a dominant and popular communication form in earlier times, the invention of the internet and smartphones has meant that we do not pick up the phone and call each other as much as we used to do. At least not in Denmark. Figures from the Danish Energy Agency and the phone company 3 show that the Danes are increasingly turning their backs on phone conversations. In 2018, the Danes spoke 1 billion minutes less on the phone than the year before. And if we look at the statistics since 2005, every fourth phone call has disappeared. Therefore, phone conversations are slowly becoming an interlude in history. But what does this development mean for people and our ways of communicating with each other? What are we missing out on? And is this really a problem? These are some of the questions I'll try to answer in this CBS Wire podcast episode. Welcome. In this podcast, you'll meet Jesper Tegge. Hello, I am Jesper Tegge. I'm associate professor in media studies at School of Communication and Culture at Aarhus University. He will tell us a little about how phone conversations have developed and will give his perspectives as a media scholar on their decline. You'll also meet Bent Meyer Sørensen. Hello, I'm Bent Meyer Sørensen. I'm a professor of philosophy and organization at Copenhagen Business School, in particular at the Department of Management, Politics and Philosophy. Among other things, his book, Skærmens Magi, or in English, The Magic of the Screen, explores how smartphones have influenced people. And he will help us gain a deeper understanding of why phone conversations and conversations in general between people are so important to us as humans, our society and civilization as a whole. And finally, you'll meet Alexander, Emil and Rikke. Three young CBS students I met in the halls of CBS and had a short chat with about their relationships with phone conversations. Hi Kasper. Hi Jesper. When I called Jesper Tegge, I began the interview by asking him about the origins of the phone conversation. We are here today to talk about uh, phone conversations and 
the disappearing of uh, phone conversations. But but when did the phone conversation as a communication form arrive? Yeah, not to go back to the invention of the telephone in 1876, I think we could start with the mobile technology when it came to use in Denmark in the mid-1990s. Um, there we had this situation that telephones was wired and it was really expensive to use the telephone. So the father would keep track how much his wife and children were using the telephone. The, the wire telephone, there were a monopoly in Denmark. Chile Denmark owned the, the wires and, and therefore uh, they could take a lot of money for the phone conversation. But with the mobile phones, this monopoly was broken and we saw some competition. And But it was expensive and you would typically have one phone in the house and it would be placed a central place in the house. So you have this panoptic situation where the phone would call and you couldn't see who were calling. And uh, then one would pick the phone, typically the father, but it could also be that one of the children should take the phone when it called. And and then you had to present yourself, hello, it's Jesper Tegis speaking. And then it could be a person from the municipality or or from the family, and uh, you would get socialized to talk in the phone, and uh, yeah, you would be raised to have the right form of talking in the phone, And but it was not always like it was panoptic, but it could also be like joyful, uh, an uncle from America calling, and uh, yeah, it, it was a, a, a rather another situation, a different situation we had back then, uh, when the mobile phones come about. And and which situation do we have today, do you think? Yeah, T- today we, we have the situation that, um, that now children are not uh, socialized how to talk in the telephone and um, everybody will have their own cell phone or smartphone. So... So before you could go out to the garden or to the pub and uh, you couldn't be reached by the phone. And so there was this free space uh, from the phones. But when the cell phones come about, then everybody would have a cell phone in their pocket. So you could be reached everywhere. And in the beginning, it was very smart. You have these uh, calling voices like a melody or strange sounds and uh, people thought it was very smart and also because it was new you could get some identity by having this phone calling and you would talk loud in the phone uh, in the bus and in the train or in the streets and uh, after some time it we were socialized and uh, the technology became invisible and it was just this function of uh, having interactions on the phone and and then there was this that on the cell phone you could also use text and, and text others. And um, in a couple of years it, it was like that uh, uh, written language was used for interaction. So you had written interaction. And and that meant that that you could yeah have your interactions uh, by writing. And uh, then this about talking in the phone it's very personal and you can feel the other person's 
body and you can hear if the one you are talking with are sad or happy or lying maybe and so so it's we started to think it's this is very personal and it has also something to do with social media and uh, this increased reflexivity that we have in relation to social relations where we know that we have our digital footprints and people knows a lot about us and uh, so it was suddenly a very close and uh, uh, situation where people were were just calling you and 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 then by your voice you yeah suddenly people could look through you and uh, hear how you were feeling and uh, that is a scaring experience for a, a modern human being hmm. and 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 is that what's unique with the telephone conversation uh, as opposed to other uh, kinds of communication media yeah Again, we have to think about the, the situation that we are in. Uh, we are using the phone not only for talking, but also for texting. And maybe you are there in the street, you are walking home, and you're listening to a podcast, and, and then the telephone uh, calls you. And you do not want to stop listening to your podcast, so you are irritated and uh, send a SMS back saying that, hey, Uh, I will. I will. Uh, is this important, or, or what do you have on your heart? <laughs> so the, the modern human every day is filled out with lots of things. Where before we had a lot of time, and uh, you could better take the phone and talk to anybody. But now our every day is stuffed up with things that we want to do, and uh, so so. We do not have time for telephone conversations, and as I said before, they they come so close on our body and our personality. Hmm. So, so it's a much more personal uh, conversation media, you could say, um, as opposed to SMS or emails and stuff like that. Yeah, mm. yeah. When when you you text, then then you can type something and you can read it and think about it and, and then you can send it um, where the, the telephone uh, you give yourself away when you say something you 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 have haven't got the same time to reflect on what to say how to present yourself um, yeah um, last year there was this study that showed uh, or indicated at least that the phone conversation is is disappearing um, more and more why is that do you think yeah that that's because that it's such a personal thing to talk on the phone and, and we have a new panoptic feeling that people can reach you everywhere and maybe you do not want to to talk in the phone and also because the functionality of the phone the interaction uh, is taken over by social media and and texting So you want to have your interaction in text where you can have time to reflect on what you're saying and also you can pick the time for when when do I have time, when do I want to interact with you. Can you tell me what your name is and what your role is here at uh, CBS? My name is Regi and uh, I'm a student at Huacom. 
and I'm at my second semester. And when was the last time you had a phone conversation? Yesterday evening with my mom. Mm. What does phone conversation means mean to you as opposed to writing text messages or? I prefer to make a phone conversation because it's easier and I can express myself much better um, uh, when I make a call on the phone. Um, and yeah, I just do it because it's easier than texting. Yeah. Hello? As I said at the beginning of the podcast, you'll also meet Bent Meyer Sørensen. As a philosopher at CBS, he has a lot of thoughts. And many of those thoughts, some of them ambivalent, concern modern media use, including smartphones. Today I'm here to talk to you about the phone conversations uh, specifically. Um, and what is your own relationship with the uh, telephone conversations? I normally say that I have a kind of a dual or double relationship to my 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 phone. I both hate it and 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 love it. So there, it it it, it appears as many objects and relations we have today. They are ambivalent. So at the same time, as I see the the great advantages in these new information technologies, I also feel existentially that they challenge us. Okay, so according to Bent Meyer-Sonsen, he sees both advantages and challenges with modern technology. But before we get into the advantages, and especially the challenges of the phone conversations in modern times, let's take a few steps back and consider phone conversations as a whole. In Bent Meyer-Sonsen's opinion, conversations between people are much more than just chats between two or more people. They are a form of training where you don't know the outcome in advance and learn to interact with other people and engage with society. But modern media prevent us from getting this training. We could talk about a conversation as a as a training in the an attempt to intervene in another conversation, i.e. to throw yourself sort of full face into a conversation in which you're not sure whether you're going to lose that face or not. Hence, a lot of us redraw to the to the screen because, I mean, the, the, the risk of losing your face in conversation is so high that the screen offers a substitution in which you feel you are in control. So the screen on the smartphone is a substitution for conversations between people. But according to Bent Meyer-Sørensen, this substitution is actually a challenge rather than an advantage when it comes to training our ability to speak with each other. In particular, they challenge our ability and our uh, desire to have face-to-face conversations as the two of us have uh, right now. Um, So what they do concretely is that they make other forms of communication more uh, apparent and perhaps easier. So to have a text conversation or an email conversation, but more and more obviously text conversation or conversations on other applications in written form, it's much less anxiety-provoking and much less work than conversations. There are uh, a lot of reasons for that, and I see myself as a person that has become painfully uh, aware of the tendency that technologies uh, they have. And one tendency that in particular the smartphone has is that it has the tendency to interrupt us. 
it's a kind of its feature. It inter and the beautiful part for many of us is that it can also interrupt at a very a very nice t- uh, t- times, you know, times of boredom, times of troubles. Uh, then it comes as a, as a kind of a, yeah an interrupter. But the trouble is that a lot of things we do are necessary for human development. They are training. There appears difficulties, but say the difficulty of having a conversation. When we encounter that, we actually train in future conversations. Because I don't know what you're going to say. The conversation at bottom is an experiment. And none of us uh, controls it. My name is Alexander. I study Hoa'i uh, at, uh, at the bachelor's level. Okay. Um, when was the last time you had a phone conversation? Uh, my last time, it must have been like two days ago when I was talking to my father about like painting the walls in my apartments and stuff like that, yeah. So uh, what is your name and what is your uh, role here at uh, CBS? Uh, my name is Emil and I'm studying uh, HAIT. Um, yeah. What does uh, phone conversations mean to you as opposed to texting or chatting on uh, social media and so on? Um, I guess it's a bit more personal, but I, uh, to me, I use it mostly if it's if if I need to get something done. It's just easier to call uh, the person instead of texting. Um, also, if I'm like driving the car, it's way more safe to uh, talk on the phone instead of texting. Um, yeah. Okay, so before Bent Meyer-Sonsen told us that conversations in general are a form of training that is challenged by modern technologies, which we tend to use as substitute for this training. But what is the problem with that? Well, let's ask the philosopher himself. With a lot of these uh, apps and uh, that, that younger people use, uh, they are bad training that makes you weaker, which means that obviously that We'll find, have to find, refine, re-excavate, re- redesign the types of training that it makes you stronger. And conversation, clearly, is uh, is one of them. Conversation uh, in the phone, but often, of course, the conversation in the phone is a is a prelude to meeting up. You know, whereas I think conversation on text messages kind of ends in nothing. They they kind of drains you from at least my sense of action so I okay send that SMS and then uh, th- that problem one problem solved whereas in the conversation you know the other the other guy might say out of the blue well, shouldn't we just meet up and of course you'd rather you know you've learned your helplessness that you'd rather be alone but that's the weaker you the stronger you wants to act the stronger you wants to participate in civilization. Civilization thinks you are the most important because civilization needs you. And it needs you in the sense in which you both express and perpetuate civilization. So as you can probably hear, disappearing phone conversations are clearly a problem if you ask Bent Meyer-Sonsen. And not only is it a problem for him, but for civilization as a whole. But is it really such a big problem? According to media scholar Jesper Tege, it's not. Why is it a problem that the phone conversation is is disappearing as a communication form? Oh, I don't think it's a problem. Okay. It's, it's a, for for me as a media scholar, it's it's a normal thing that uh, 
a, a new medium take over what the old medium did as a function for us. And now we are talking about interaction and, and now we are texting when we are interacting. That uh, Most people prefer to, to text and, and not to talk. So, so we will talk to very close friends or family and when we think it's the right time for having the conversation. Mm. So for you as a, a media scholar, we, we shouldn't see it as a completely negative thing that the phone conversation is is disappearing no it's it's a normal thing and, and also we know this that uh, people uh, will have a preferred medium uh, to use for interaction and there are still people who are sitting in chat rooms chatting and uh, others like other media and uh, and i also have friends and family who uh, really likes to talk uh, in the telephone and uh, and and they are just calling me, and I know. Oh wow! Now it will take an hour before this is <laughs> over. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's still people who prefer to to talk in the phone. But most of us, I think, would like just to text, and then maybe at Christmas Eve or at people's birthday, then we 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 could take a, a conversation on the phone. Mm. So. According to Jesper Tegge, we shouldn't see it as a problem that the phone conversations are on their way out. But what if they disappear completely? What consequences uh, do you think it will have uh, if the phone conversation disappears completely? Oh, it, it will not co- disappear con- completely. Uh, mm. there, there is uh, still functions where you really need the, the phone because uh, in uh, conversation you can... Um, co-regulate with the other person saying hey this is like this and uh, I'm going this direction now where are you hitting and uh, so you can synchronize your what, what you're doing in another way where text is a little bit slower but but text has its strengths because uh, it, it's a kind of uh, memory help you if if there is a complicated thing then text is is very very good but but uh, also, if you really want to hear the voice of your mother or your child or an uncle, then, then you can call him and hear the voice and, ah, then you are somehow close to the, the body of the other person. So, so th- there are functions left that, that cannot be taken over by other media. Hmm. But isn't there a, a problem with the fact that we don't talk as much to each other than we did uh, like in the 90s I, I know no that it's an, another problem there I guess that there are much more interaction now than there were earlier when we only could speak and you know speech is a, a very strange medium because only one person can speak at the time uh, but when you're texting then uh, everybody can taking part in the interaction at the, the same time mm. so uh, there, there's a lot of conversation going going on out there, um, and uh, and we just use the telephone for for special things, I guess, hmm. except from people who just love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yes, Patega, I'm uh, very happy that I could call you and talk to you in uh, over the phone. That was a, that was a great experience to hear your voice. So thank you. Yeah, thank you too.
Okay, dear listener, we are now close to the end of this podcast episode about the disappearance of phone conversations. And depending on who you ask, you can hear different pros and cons associated with the matter. The fact is, though, that old-fashioned telephone calls as we know them are slowly heading into the sunset. So while you are still able to pick up your phone and call someone, Bent Meyer Sørensen has one last piece of advice for you. Uh, maybe the, the listen, our listener goes away to think a bit about, oh, okay, maybe, maybe that old bugger had a point. Uh, maybe I should call my mother and say, you know, there's a podcast you should listen to, uh, just this old bugger. Although he is clearly an idiot, an old one too. Uh, he does have a couple of two points uh, that he really, really seems to uh, want you to uh, to listen to. Once again, my name is Kasper Christensen, and you've been listening to a CBS Wire podcast. As always, we urge you to tell everyone you know about our podcast. Thank you for listening. Take care.